every time I turn around, <laughs> the window is always open. Here we are, episode number 86 of Stream of Thought. And today we start off by Victor's surprise trip to California. Yeah. Out of the blue, wakes up at 6.30 in the morning, is like, I want to go to California. Yeah. Five hours later, he's in California. Rick's so. tried to talk about something else, and I immediately <laughs> shot it down. And he's like, Shut well, down. what do you want to talk about? And he had something. So we talked about that little trip I went on. And then what did we talk we, about? We transition a little bit. We, we go back and forth on some topics. But we talk about the certain uh, external interferences in our understanding of society. Yes. Like uh, California wants to break up into three different states. Like, is it just California? Well, maybe California doesn't want to, but maybe there are people pulling strings, secret people, that want it to be broken. We don't know. We is, kinda, it, is it a conspiracy? Yeah. We kind of touch on it a little bit. Do your own research. And, of course, that leads into our segue, talking about our uh, our wonderful President Trump and his administration and the just current uh, Political state of climate. affair yeah. that is happening right now with people getting hired and fired. Boiling point. Pittsburgh has sent out their National Guard with a riot gear. Yeah. Not National Guard, but po- uh, major crimes. Yes. Right, right yes. In we knew what you meant. You know. Yes. Right in the streets. And then after that, he can't really remember, so just listen to the episode. <laughs> Number 86, Shima Thought. We hope you enjoy. Then open us up, other than I'm so tired, which was your opening salvo. I was trying to preempt that by cutting in there quick. I went to California. No shit. Yeah. Really? I remember when I was like, uh, that I said I was going to leave because of the weather. Yeah. So I did. Wow. When when was this? Uh, all right. So for the record, today is Thursday. Yeah, I left I'm... Sunday morning and came back Tuesday late afternoon. No shit. Yep. And late Tuesday afternoon. So you were there for two days. Basically. Yeah. It was great. Especially was when I, I saw what the weather was like. And then I was sent a photo of what the weather was like. And I was just like, oh, man. All right. Screw that. So, uh, t- like, how did this come about? Well, was it, did you talk to Neil? I mean, nope, what, nope, like, what nope, happened? Nope, nope, I woke up Sunday morning, and I realized how shitty the weather was going to be for the next three days in a row, which were days that I happened to not be at work, and I was just not doing this. I'm not doing this. So, at 6.30, I booked a flight to California, and then I... My I left the house at seven thirty, and my flight was at like ten or nine forty or How something. Much was a flight to California for me? It was round trip ticket for me was one hundred eighty dollars. Really? Yeah. Co- like from wow. Because my mom wow. used to work for the airlines. So oh okay, so you had a discount yeah. type thing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that makes it. Very, see, uh, I had very planned, feasible I had, to see, just okay. Jump so here's on a plane. the thing, though, because no one's really traveling at there that was, period of time, right? There was I had thought about doing this, which is why I told you like we should record on Saturday because I thought about it. Yeah, but Kyle had not gotten back to me at all until Friday night, and you stayed with Kyle. Yeah. Okay. And so I worked Saturday night, and so he had never gotten back to me, and then um, I think I texted him again on Saturday. And he hadn't gotten, and he finally texted me back on Saturday night. I was like half asleep while I was going to bed, and he was like, "Oh yeah, you can come over." And so the next morning, I was like, "Oh yeah, he did text me last night." So when I went to bed Saturday night, I did not plan on going to California. I kind of thought about it. I inquired with Kyle. I woke up Sunday morning. Kyle had gotten back to me like, "Oh sorry, I didn't respond to your text." Yeah, I'm here. You, did you book a flight? And I saw that, and I was getting ready for the airport. And uh, then I texted him when I was at, and at the airport, like, hey, I'm getting on a flight right now. Yeah. And so I, then I saw him that afternoon. Isn't it crazy how just spur of the moment kind of thing yeah. is? I'm, I'm kind of in that position right now where I basically just need to book a ticket to Minnesota on Megabus. But it sucked because I woke up Sunday morning, like at 6.30, totally ready to start the day. Like, well-rested, wake up at 6.30, right? Ready to start the day, completely well-rested, energized. And I'm like, no, I'm going to go to California. This is cool. Okay. I'm excited. Get my stuff together. And the commute from my house to the airport, smooth. Being at the airport for like an hour until the flight took off. Being on the airplane. 
everything was smooth sailing, but it's still tiring, right? Mm-hmm. Traveling. Yeah. It's still tiring. Everything went very smooth. Zero opposition. But it was still like I get I land in LA and I'm just like I'm hungry. I kind of have a I kind of have a little bit of a headache. I'm tired, and having woken up that early in the morning, and then also there's a two hour time difference. Um, by the time it was like mm. six o'clock local time, I was ready to go sleep, to bed. You don't dude. sleep on the flight. I can't sleep on airplanes. Oh man, I can't sleep I feel, on airplanes. I feel like a lot of people are. That, that is my nap time, my friend. The only time I have ever successfully slept on an airplane was in business class business class when the entire seat folds down to a bed. I cannot sleep on airplanes. Wow. And um that's unfortunate. Dude, it sucked. It's like a lullaby, my friend. Just dude, think about it. it. You're, you're getting rocked to sleep. No, it's no. What happens is I start to fall asleep and then I do this. I jerk up. I jerk I jerk up. That almost sounded <laughs> kind of weird. My body jerks and I awake. That's what ha- I wake up and that's what happens. I'm sitting there even when it's when it's leaned back, which doesn't do anything for me. So can you not I sleep start, in chairs? No, I can't. Oh, okay. okay. I cannot so sleep. Just, okay. No. Huh. Interesting. I it, it is so uncomfortable to sleep on a plane because I will either uh, I will either choose to be some sort of discreet about sleeping and I'll I'll try and lean back like that yeah. without having to put my chair back because I don't want to get interrupted by the stewardess. Please please raise yeah. up your chair before landing cuz I'll wake up when we land. Like I don't mm. want to have to cuz it's normally about like a half an hour 45 minutes from the time that they say put your seats up to the time that you actually touch down. So you like if you yeah, don't it's like I mean yeah, I'd, I'd say 30 minutes at max. 20 minutes usually is like the 20 minute marker. Yeah. So if you I mean it's 20 extra minutes like and it's not that much of an incline or i will just choose to be totally uh i will totally disregard my settings and just go clonk forward would you want to though would you want to have to drooling sleeping snoring but would you want to have that um gentle like everybody put your seats up please like 20 minutes advance or would you like to see some policy where you can have your electronic devices off you can or on you can be leaning back and then last minute Right, you know, as they're descending. All right, people, move, 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 <laughs> move. Tray tables up, seats in their upright position. All electronic devices turned off. Now, go, 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 and have this abrupt change just to savor an extra twenty minutes. No, no, that's so <laughs> stupid. That's I would like so to stupid. see that happen. I, that that would be absurd. I am I am more than happy. By the way, they now do allow you to like have headphones and stuff in when you're landing. So yeah. you can totally listen to music yeah. or podcasts or anything like that. And for me, I'm just like a flight, a flight for me. I can't really, I, I'm not able to do very much work on a flight. Like for me, I am so much happier just sleeping because I feel like the rocking and just the gentle movement, as soon as they, it accelerates, it just, it's like a, it's like a time vortex. Yeah. Where it just, sleep. Yeah. But I'm flights sleep that are like, descends upon me. I'm flights that are like four hours long. Uh, they have well, Southwest oh, doesn't because they're cheap bastards. I know they're but the best. They are um, the best. All the other airline, major airlines, will have your own little touchscreen TV in front of you. It's great. Every, everyone has their own cell phone. It's like, great. No one needs a touchscreen TV nope. anymore. Nope. No, no. Nope. Southwest, no. Without fucking a doubt. hate Southwest, dude. And they, Midway they Airport. The, Midway is great. Southwest is the best. You cannot find a better airline. Other than the fact that their planes recently have been kind of exploding in air. Really? Uh, yeah, there was a news story about uh, two or three days ago. Uh, an engine exploded. Yeah, and I heard killed about that. killed a passenger. Yeah, I heard about that. Uh, yeah, and this comes a couple of years after there was a report where a plane that was landing, I believe it was also in Houston, was landing and the roof of the plane flew off. Really? Uh, yeah. Southwest plane? Yeah. Southwest has had some uh, some plane issues. They've been upgrading it. I've been on the new Southwest planes. Oh, oh, they're beautiful. They're gorgeous, comfortable. Yeah, I don't give like a shit about Southwest. The... Bro. <laughs> okay, they're beautiful. They're comfortable. Bro. I just They're don't... cheap. They're cheap, efficient, and the best part is, is that there is no assigned seating, which means... We've gone over this before. I know we have, but I have to reiterate the importance of not having assigned seating. No conflict at all. Literally, the most awkward thing you have to do 
is if you want a window, window seat, you may have to ask somebody to, like, stand up so that you can get inside. But if you're one of the first 30 people, you get you get any seat you want. You can get the emergency exit row, which gives you an extra six inches of leg room. Six inches of leg room. Oh, my goodness. Different strokes for different It's a gorgeous strokes. experience. Dude, I, I, I cannot promote that enough. I know I know that you're a hater, but you, you just have to get used to it. I feel like... It's no, I will not the, become the, accustomed the, to something subpar. For the price, it is more than worth it. And free Wi-Fi, they offer HBO. They offer no, I don't know if they offer HBO, but they offer all the uh, all the main cable channels. You can get any sports channel. Like it's got it all, man. When it comes free, to traveling, for free. All these other airlines charge you up the ass. No, all they're the already free. Bags? Nope, you can't bring any bags. You can you can bring one personal bag. Southwest, you you get your carry on and you get a, a you get a carry on and, and a personal bag and a personal bag. Yes, yep. no charge. That's what all major airlines have been doing for a long and, time. And two free check bags. They all major airlines have been doing that for a while. No, now. Yes? dude. Yeah, you, get, you get check bags for free? Yes. Okay. Well, Up to two. Call major Air then. Yep. I don't I don't fly anything other than Southwest. That's my point. See, that's like saying, like, oh, see, you have nothing. To, okay, never mind. Just never mind. No, why? Yeah, let's, okay. You don't want to work this out. You're like yeah, saying like Southwest is the best when you haven't tasted what other airlines have okay, to offer. So I have tried um, Delta. Oh, really? Because right now you said you've only flown and, Southwest. I know, I know regular occasions. I think that's don't be, called. Don't be fucking, lawyer yeah. douchebag <laughs> legalese yeah uh so what's the what's the flight with the uh, animals on the plane the one that killed the dog i think so united no not united no 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 they have literal like cheetahs and panthers on oh like painted airplane, painted on the plane oh i don't know so about that it's very unique to that airline all of them I don't are know. painted in like animals i don't know what that okay. is all right, I've flown that one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> dude, you've I've got... flown Delta. Dude, fly Virgin Atlantic. Dude, it's pretty... It's it's pretty hip. Well, what is the cost comparison? I think that's my main thing. Like, just get me from one place to another. I If you can give me the cheapest cost... Heck, they have those standing flights only. I'll stand for two hours. Like, I don't care. Standing yeah, flights only? You stand on the airplane the whole time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they, they started in uh, Japan... Where they were trying to... Is that legal in the U.S.? They had their first uh, test flights, I believe. I, there was a news article about uh, flights in the U.S. that were... That was a commercial flight that was standing room only. Interesting. And it was supposed to be, like, greatly reduced, like, super economy, right? Yeah. No leg room at all. Yeah. Uh, and they started that in, in Asia. I believe it was Japan. And it was met with, like... Well, there's a lot of, like, health concerns about if you have a multi-hour flight and you have to stand the entire time, you know, there there are some issues, but I think that it was positively received just because it was so damn cheap. Like, they were able to cram just yeah. so many people in a particular flight that eventually, of course, there's going to be a test case in the U.S. to see if, it, if people actually would be willing to stand for basically 40 bucks cheaper. I'm not willing to sacrifice amenities for cheaper flights. I'll pay extra to have well, a little okay. more comfort. Well, okay, what do you consider a, a, like an amenity that, that you would uh, expect on a flight? All right, so let's see. First of all, it depends on the length of the flight. You know what I'm saying? But let's say Chicago I, to California. Okay, perfect example. I expect to get... <laughs> <laughs> I expect... Uh, to get a beverage, I expect a snack. Now, I was expecting a meal. They did not give us a meal, there or back, which they may have changed the rules, but on a flight that's four hours long, I believe at one point you were supposed to be fed. What airline? American. Okay. So I did not get a meal. I got a fucking biscuit. Cookie biscuit. Oh. Ooh. Which on a flight that is four hours long... Yeah. Should have been there. Should have been From, a meal. It was like eight thirty, and you would have landed. It was like nine thirty or something no, like that. It was like a, I don't know. It was 
It was in the morning, though, when you landed. Breakfast or lunch. The flight yeah. left Chicago at 9 o'clock or 9.40 or something like that and landed at, like, 10.40 or something. 11. I don't know. I don't know. It would have It would have been still in the morning, yeah. Yeah. But and they um, didn't give you anything. Nope. Nope. Interesting. See, I have a skewed... They have been, they have been changing policies recently yeah. to, to try and optimize costs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Southwest's... Always gives you pretzels. Always gives you, yeah, you know, graham crackers and a free uh, soda. And if you were a Rapid Rewards member, you get a uh, coupon for four alcoholic beverages over the course of a year. We also had this. I don't remember what episode this was, but we're having the same exact discussion as it was last time because I'm about to get to in, into right now. Like if I'm flying coach, I'm yeah, it's okay. If I'm going to California, like I'm pretty, I'm, I'm in a pretty good mood. But dude, first class is just oh, on point. Traveling I, I, in a first I, class cabin. Well, do you know if I've ever taken first class or not? Do you remember? You will know if you've taken first class. Have I taken first class? No. How do you know? Because you're just all about this Southwest bullshit. <laughs> if you had taken first class, you wouldn't be about the Southwest crap. Okay, yes. No, I, I have not had first class experience before. You wouldn't be... I, I, I do believe it would be you wouldn't nice. be You wouldn't be hyping up the crumbs if you had the cake. You know what I'm saying? Bro, bro. You I've wouldn't be hyping up the crumbs if you had the cake. <laughs> uh. I... Okay. Okay. Yeah, this no, you're, you're this right. segment yeah, yeah. of the podcast yeah. is, over. Airline, is over. Airline talk airline has talk concluded. Is over. <laughs> and in conclusion, and in conclusion, we have, Southwest we have, is the best. No, place. no, no. You wouldn't. You this wouldn't episode is, yeah. is sponsored by <laughs> none of the airlines that you actually listed. Pan Am. Yeah. Pan Am. <laughs> and get your TWA. TWA. <laughs> get your flights now. Shout out to Frontier. <laughs> Um, Maybe it's Frontier with the animals in there. No, I think there's... I don't know. Um, But when I was there, I'm going to show you some pictures that our our listeners can't see. But when I was there, uh, it was pretty fun because I went to the Hollywood sign. I never did that before that I went there. And you park... Okay, so how many times have you visited California before? One, two, three. This will be my fourth... This will be my fourth time. L.A. area, Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. I've been to Anaheim. Four times in L.A. then? Four times in L.A. and I think five times total. I was in Anaheim. When when we went to Disneyland... Yeah, to visit Kyle. So, um... So we get to the Hollywood sign and we park the car... And it's like about a two or three mile walk up the mountain <laughs> to get to the Hollywood sign. But it's open to tourists. Yes. If anyone go there. Oh, okay. And it takes like an hour to walk there. <laughs> really? Yeah, dude. It takes about an hour to walk there. And I didn't know that. And uh and Kyle and I we get there and after within ten minutes of walking. I'm just like, oh boy, this is going to be a journey. Because also, I'm, it wasn't too warm. It wasn't super warm. I was wearing a long sleeve shirt and jeans, right? So it was a, it was warm for me, but not warm enough where I'm like sweating, you know? Can you give a degree? It was maybe, it was like 70 degrees. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so if you're hiking or whatever, it yeah, can be so a Yeah, so if I'm like, walking at a steady pace, like, up, my yeah. body feels yeah. warm, yeah. but I'm not yeah. sweating, right? Yeah. Oh, man, the fact that we have to describe that right yeah. now shows we've been in Chicago way yeah. too fucking <laughs> Yeah, there's like... <laughs> what does 70 degrees feel thousand, like? Oh, you know, when you're walking and you're kind of well, warm, 70 but then degrees in the sun feels like this. 70 <laughs> degrees in the shade feels like this. 70 degrees after it's rained feels like this. 70 degrees with wind in the city feels like this, but 70 degrees in the suburbs feels like that. Yeah, there's like oh, a man. thousand different variations yes. for the same at exact this, weather. At this time of year, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we get there, and yeah, it, we, it takes about an hour to get to, and uh, dude, we were so exhausted. I believe And it. then afterwards, after walking, we uh, got some lunch at In-N-Out Burger, in and oh, out no, burger yeah, is the, so great. The favorite of yeah. the West Coast. It's delicious. Elite. It is absolutely delicious. It's got an animal style, which is like this secret sauce with Dude, I cannot grilled tell you onions. How, how many YouTube videos I've seen on In and Out Burger versus uh, it's not Shake Shack. It's um, 
not Chick-fil-A. It's one of the other, like, regional chains. But yeah. It's, yeah, In-N-Out Burger. There's always comparisons between that chain and whatever yeah. Midwest chain there is. Yeah. But it was delicious. Yeah. I went to this place called Greystone Mansion, which is this uh, mansion that the early uh, an early oil tycoon in the West Coast had built for his family, and now it's it's like the anytime when they need to film a mansion scene in a movie, like that's the mansion that gets used. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty neat. And so you uh, did a lot of touristy stuff then. Yeah, I always do touristy stuff, but I don't make myself known to be a tourist. I'm not that asshole with a what's the with a fanny pack. Yeah. Or, and, or the strap camera. Yeah, yeah. I think when I think of tourists, I think of like, I I have this. Yeah, you say it. I have this say image it. of what? Oh no! I, I thought you were going to be super racist. No, no. Okay. <laughs> I think tourists. No. <laughs> what taking pictures of uh, the same thing <laughs> from a thousand different angles? Japanese tourists. Yeah, no. Taking ten billion no. pictures. But uh, I think of like a. A family where the parents don't know what's going on, you know, they okay. uh, or like a dad with high top high socks that go up to his knee, wearing sneakers <laughs> yeah. and shoes on the beach, like the touristy tourist ever. But yeah, I walked. We walked around Hollywood Boulevard, went to the Hollywood sign, went to Greystone Mansion, got some In and Out Burger, um, and that was most of the day. Walked up and down Venice the first day I was there. It was eventful. Did you have your shirt on, on Venice? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that's notoriously shirtless. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's California. It's like super yeah, nice weather all the time. So a lot anyway, of people how, many, uh, how many pop stores did you end up seeing over the course of I didn't the see year? any, but uh, I did realize, you know, I would be surprised if someone who lives in California goes one day without, without smelling any weed. Mm. Just smelled weed, mm-hmm. like... Oh, really? Like, it was in the air. It was, like, lingering in the air? Every, I mean, every so often, no matter where I was, and this has happened the last several times I'm in town, no matter what part of town I'm in, I always, I'm walking about, and then, oh, you, you I get smell some weed in, right there. in the breeze. Yeah. Really? <laughs> that is fascinating. For sure in Venice and Santa Monica. Like, now, you've been to uh, Denver, too. A bunch, yes. right? No, like, I've only been three, there once. Three. Oh, oh, okay. Denver. Was yeah, that yeah. a similar kind of, you would get the, the whiff of No, because when I was there, it was winter, and I wasn't outside a whole lot. Oh, okay. But I did walk into a weed store and bought some weed. <laughs> I got, like, a weed, weed chocolate, weed, uh, like, a weed smoothie. Uh, it was just, like, a fruit smoothie with weed in it, not, like, a smoothie that tasted like weed. The chocolate and some weed. Now, have you followed the the economics or politics of the the pot conversation at all? Or not really. Past past couple of years, especially uh, since Jeff Sessions has been trying to crack down on the distribution. I haven't paid attention to it a whole lot. Okay. Well, I mean, okay. So, what like what basic parameters do you understand about weed? Like. Le- legality versus non legality. What do you know about? its place in society as it, as it, as it's currently understood to sum it up there have been several states that want it and have passed legislation to make it legal and big brothers saying no you can't and they are completely contradicting the idea behind statehood in general so where does the law lie then do you know at all so technically it would be well. Here's the weird thing. So, like, those are things that states shouldn't that the states should have um, autonomy over. Age, age to drive, um, age to get married, alcohol. You know, like these little these small things. Weed, abortion, and the federal government. Big Brother is just like taking control pretty much over. Everything saying no because we're Big Brother because we're the federal government. This trumps what the state government wants to do. And Jeff Sessions is a guy that's got a huge metal rod up his ass and has no business fucking around with what a uh, majority of the people feel like should be perfectly legal uh, uh, substance. Wow, 
for somebody who doesn't really smoke marijuana, you really gave a very like thorough analysis of the situation. I mean, that's right like the it, simplest really, way to I, put it. I, I I really think that is probably the simplest way to put it. Yeah, and. Basically, it comes down to you're absolutely right. The, the federal government right now is saying that weed is still federally considered a Schedule One narcotic drug, the same as opium. Yeah, like that they're that by legal definition precedent set during the Bill Clinton era uh, that uh, marijuana was classified as a Schedule One narcotic drug. Obama administration chose to ignore that and say. DEA and and De- Department of Justice focus your efforts on stopping violent crimes. Like, if they are drug traffickers, focus on that. But focus on the violent crimes. You have a Justice Department right now that says it's all fair game. Like the the legal dispensaries in DOJ's eyes, the Department of Justice eyes, they're violating federal law, and so they are in violation of the law, which means they can be raided by. FBI and federal agents yeah. is the argument of the current administration. Um, they have chosen, however, I will say they have chosen to take a similar approach to the Obama administration when it comes to the corporations. They're not raiding marijuana farms of grower, growing corporations. Like they're not like they're going after. Uh, more they're focusing more on like illegal immigrants and and mm. drug traffickers than they are on corporations who are like right. in states where they have passed marijuana laws and it's all legalized. So there's this weird tension of like we don't the Jeff Sessions who has yes a metal rod up his butthole <laughs> has said we don't have the resources to be able to do what we want to do which is eliminate all marijuana from the conversation and just wipe it off the map. We don't have the money or manpower to be able to enforce that on a state-by-state level, so our resources are not well spent on companies that are going to be paying taxes and lots and lots of taxes on marijuana sales. Instead, let's focus on people who aren't paying us taxes, that is, the illegals in our society, yeah, more or less. So, yeah, it, it's very interesting because... You'll, I'm like you said. I mean, everywhere that you went in California, it's legal in the state recreationally, and so you smelled it everywhere. Like, yeah, no one's worried about the feds like yeah. descending on the state and like rounding people up and trying trying to enforce it. So uh, it's unfortunate. Some like the the victims of what's going on right now are more people who can't afford to defend themselves or can't afford to travel from Chicago to California on a two hour notice. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it, it is a fasc- fascinating situation. I think that uh, the Midwest is going to be the next wave that legalizes. Did um, Did you see that the same? I think people or person that proposed from several years ago that there's a proposition that California should be divided divided into six separate states, and then it didn't pass. Like they're doing it again, but with for into three states. Oh, okay. I, I thought two, but yeah. Yeah. Okay, like, so it's three, but yeah. But then just thinking, but and and then they had listed just like in an article, like, these are instances in the history where, you know, state where, you know, more than one state was created, you know, out of just, it just made sense, you know? And uh, just think like, oh man, that would be really interesting to be around if all of a sudden, you know, more than out of one state, you know, two or three states were created. So, okay, I'm going to get a little... That's cons- pretty cool. It, that's That'd pretty be really cool. interesting. It would be very interesting. It would be probably a violation of the Constitution because the Constitution mandates that we all are the United States of America, that we can't sort of choose to be independent, autonomous entities. We have agreed upon our boundaries that we are part of a unified federal government. Like, we all fall fall under the umbrella of the federal government. Uh, So the challenge of creating new states is, well, I mean, to whom are they autonomous, right? The California portion or whatever chooses to remain the California part will obviously still be incorporated. But those parts that have declared independence from California may have a little more trouble in determining their place within the country. I I have to reread this, but it's not like a... It's it's not like a South seceding from the North type thing. It's like no, this should be split up for economical reasons, and this is what it's not. 
they're not trying to break away like Quebec from Canada or anything like that. The, they're trying to it's change a, the electoral um, makeup or whatever. They're not necessarily trying to create new states, right? Or are they trying to create a new state or like no Northern California, Southern? California. I think it'd be like I think it'd be like California, Northern California, Southern California, as different different states or as yeah. different. Okay, so it's interesting because. I will throw this piece of, um, I'm not going to say it's a conspiracy theory, but it is out there in sort of the realm of where you may, like, where it may seem like I'm leading. So, kind of conspiracy-ish, but it's well-reported. And long story short, uh, Russia, over the course of the Cold War, uh, since the end of the Cold War, uh, in around, I want to say it was the second Bush's mm-hmm. presidential administration. Could have been George H.W. Bush and Reagan. But Russia has changed their perspective. From, it comes back to Russia. Like, bear with me. So Russia has various interest groups that support, in the same way that they've been um, accused of uh, influencing the 2016 election, with Russian hacking. I'm sure you've heard mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. Russian hacking mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. That's not the only area that they are actively involved in. They are, they uh, back channel through their oligarchs, which is their multi-millionaires, right? And we've discussed this before, right? How the politics in Russia work. Where if you're wealthy, it's because you support the government. Mm-hmm. If you don't support the government, the government is able, because they have a, a like 150% tax rate or something like that, they're able to strip wealth from anybody who opposes them. And so basically, if you have money, it shows that you are on the government side and you more or less operate on behest of the Kremlin. Mm-hmm. So over the course of the past two decades or so, the Kremlin has been supporting independence movements. Interestingly enough, uh, in California, Alaska, also in Iowa, Iowa, uh, it, and that has to do primarily with the connection that they have with the agricultural industry, where a lot of farm equipment that was developed in that area in Iowa uh, was sort of state-of-the-art revolutionary. And you had, um, it was Gorbachev, I believe, who ended up coming over to meet with the governor of Iowa to learn about how they used agriculture because they had to feed so many people in Russia mm-hmm. and the climate was so harsh. You have a similar situation with Iowa where, you know, what do you do during winters where you have a very short summer, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And so you have this ongoing relationship, same way with, like, California. They had various uh, agricultural interests in those regions and would send diplomats or the president himself to come meet with the governors or high, high state ranking yeah. officials. And so Russia has not just an uh, interaction with certain segments of the U.S. population, but they also have an investment in there as well. And recently, they have been explicitly funding secessionist movements from California, saying that California should establish its own sovereign territory, or a portion of California, northern, central, southern, should establish their own independent autonomous regions, independent from the United States, and independent from federal oversight because they're not part of the 50 states Mm -hmm. that we currently have. That being said, Russia said, or they said through the back channels that Russia would support these independent states in their bids to become free from the United States federal government. And so you have various secessionist leaders saying, we have financial backing, we can do this, we just need the support to, like, pass it through, like, the state constitution and make ourselves like independent kind of thing. Yeah. So it's a very interesting backstory of yeah, there there is um there are these sort of uh nefarious invisible shadow hands in the background that may not necessarily like direct things but they certainly help it along yeah. because it helps their cause. I was not aware of that. Interesting though. Very interesting. Um I don't know if you followed, I don't know if, like, Screw Curly has covered the issues of the day as it relates to... Fuck Jerry. Oh, sorry, fuck Jerry. What? <laughs> Is, uh, if you if they mentioned the sort of swirling controversy and just the, the hurricane that is our national politics right now. 
I'm not if up- you know the the sort of status of the landscape that we're at in this current moment, which may change next moment. So I don't know how topical or relevant this may be. I am not updated. What is it? Well, did you hear about Trump's lawyer getting searched by the FBI? Yes. The no-knock warrant. Yes. Okay. That's all I know. I don't know anything else. Yeah. And so basically he's lost all of his appeals to try and be like attorney-client privilege and the court has more or less said doesn't really apply to the situation because turns out that attorney-client privilege doesn't extend to people who uh, attorneys and clients who are conspiring to commit crimes. Mm-hmm. Like, that is not covered by privilege. Uh, and so you have a lot of this back and forth going on right now in that department and you have Pittsburgh uh, mobilized their major crimes unit and sent out an email on this past yesterday, Tuesday yeah. night, saying all major crimes units need to come to work with their full equipment that they have been issued by the department, in parentheses said ride gear. In the case of the impeachment of, or uh, sorry, in the, in the case of the removal of Robert Mueller, who is the special counsel, counsel mm-hmm. investigator right now. And so that Pittsburgh was the first state to indicate that they that their mayor believes that it is possible that the president of the United States will fire the person who is investigating him right now, triggering a constitutional crisis, mass riots across the country, which will happen. There are already pro- protests and stuff set in place. Mm-hmm. But the day that and Donald Trump will fire Mueller, he will, before this investigation is completed, Mueller will be fired. And on that day, you have mass mobilization of people across the country heading to the streets. Major cities all have to deal with this. And so Pittsburgh was the first one to say, okay, we want, we want, it looks like this could be as soon as, well, this week, otherwise we wouldn't be saying it right now. Mm-hmm. Come to work with your ride gear. Be prepared because it could happen any day. And you're going to see more and more cities like if you're listening to this weeks down the road, I'm sure other cities by now have also issued similar directives. Come to work with your ride gear because any day it could happen and people will flood the streets protesting violence, anarchy. Wow. It's, it, we are about to head. Like, I don't think that, that we understand right now the magnitude about of what is about to happen. When, when Trump fires Robert Mueller bad things are going to happen. Who's that? Like the fourth person that's invest- that's been investigating him that will be fired? How many people have been uh, began the investigation and then gotten fired? Three people already? Long, long story short, um, James Comey, who's on a book tour right now, I'm sure that you've heard yes. his name and seen his name in the news. He's doing all this, which, by the way, my personal opinion, he shouldn't be doing. Like, he's he is the, he is the primary witness in the obstruction of justice case against Donald Trump. He should not be going on national media and talking. Like, as sanctimonious as he is, and as righteous as he is, he may be sanctimonious and he may be righteous, like, justifiably so, but he's the primary witness in the biggest case that we will ever see, probably in our lifetime. And so I don't think that he should be trying to make money off of his book sales. Hey, man, if there's an opportunity, people are going to take it. I, I don't disagree with that. However... We're, we're getting to that point right now where, uh, so the this, the line of secession was James Comey was the director of the FBI under President Obama. Right. His term was set to expire, I believe, in 2024. So he was not up for 10 years for renomination. So his job was supposed to be safe. He was investigating... Russian interference in the election before the election happened. The election happened. Donald Trump won. Turns out the Russians were very involved in helping him push his PR agenda through online misinformation Mm -hmm. campaigns. And so James Comey was saying, what connection does the Trump campaign have to the Russians? Donald Trump said, you can't do that. I demand your loyalty. James Comey said, I can't give you my loyalty. Donald Trump said, well, you're fired. And so, at that point, it gets very complicated. But more or less, 
the chain of command, Attorney General Jeff Sessions, mm-hmm. who has the metal pipe up his butt, yeah, <laughs> had recused himself because, fun story, he had personal connections with Russians prior to the election, which, in, uh, which made it basically a conflict of interest. Anybody who has connections with high-level ranking Russian officials meeting secretly behind closed doors, like, 101, you recuse yourself, which mm-hmm. is what he did. So, he's the Attorney General. Who does it go down to then? Second in command. Deputy Attorney General. Okay. Rod Rosenstein. And so, Rod Rosenstein was in charge of what Comey had been investigating. Rod Rosenstein looked at all of this information, and he's like, oh shit, like, there's a lot of stuff here, and it's only like a third complete kind of thing. This is not something for our department to deal with. There needs to be a special uh, segment and section of the government that is independent and totally dedicated to investigating this. So Rod Rosenstein, second in command, because Jeff Sessions recused himself because of the Russian connections, said, I'm going to appoint somebody who has retired from government, but who is the most respected law official in the country, who is ever, like, who is still, like, competent at this point in time. In, in 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 the world, Robert Mueller, unimpeachable record. He has one of the most, like, there is nobody who is better than Robert Mueller mm-hmm. when it comes to, like, credentials in, in the government officials. So Rod Rosenstein said, I'm giving all of this stuff that James Comey was working on. I'm not going to deal with it. I'm going to take it, hand it off to you, Robert Mueller. You're going to pick it up. You're going to not just investigate what James Comey gave you, but you are also going to investigate if what Donald Trump did to James Comey is also a violation of something, whether right. it's the Constitution or, or else. So it's built up into this thing right now where Robert Mueller has been issuing over the course of the past couple of months indictment after indictment after indictment. You've already got five people in the Trump inner circle who have pleaded guilty to crimes as it relates to relationship with the Russian government. And they're cooperating with federal investigators right now, including Robert Mueller. And they're being charged with state crimes for bank fraud and all these other situations right now. Wow. So you you literally have this point right now where the White House, after this raid on Trump's personal lawyer, which, like, they have all of Trump's stuff now. Yeah. Like, they have everything. News story after news story. Political. Washington Post. New York Times. Um, Wall Street Journal. Every single one of them has been writing articles about uh, how Donald Trump has been screaming and shouting in the White House about how this could have happened and the raid and that he's he is going to fire Robert fire Robert Mueller. Like it's going to happen. And it's just a matter of when. Like but it's it, tomorrow. It could be any day. It could be. We could be headed to the streets tomorrow. Wow. Mm-hmm. So if that happens well it's not as simple as he fires Robert Mueller. Yeah, if you want he to, has to, to he has to order not just Sessions, because he's recused. He has to order the person who hired him, Rod Rosenstein. He has to say, Rod Rosenstein, I am ordering you to fire Robert Mueller. Rod Rosenstein has said he is going to refuse, and so he will resign. And so then it goes down the chain until he finds somebody who will say, yes, I will fire him. Like, Trump will basically say, I'm going to promote you, I'm going to promote you. Like, I'm going to promote people until they agree that they're going to fire this guy. Mm-hmm. Despite its unconstitutionality, until he finds somebody who can be in the line of secession, who has the power to fire him, he will keep going down the line Man. until he gets to the, the male guy in the mail room. Like, mail guy. That you, sounds familiar fi- now. you fire Robert Mueller, the uh, special counsel? I remember talking sure, about this a little bit now that you mentioned, like... We're at that point right yeah. now. We, we are at that, that, that crucible moment. <laughs> they, then it'll get to the temp in the mail room or something. It'll get to the, the temp in the temp. mail room, <laughs> and he'll, he'll be like, uh, Robert Mueller... I had a teacher named Muller in high school. I didn't like him very much. Uh, let's fire him. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, and so ultimately, it's it's going to happen. It's just a matter of like what is going what is going to go down after it happens. It could it could be in the next week. It could be six months from now, right before the election. Jeez. But it's going to happen, and it's going to happen soon because the investigation has been working on turbo speed. Everyone's been commenting on how fast. They've been accumulating indictments. Please, yeah. Michael Cohen is showing signs of breaking. If he breaks and he gives information to Robert Mueller on Donald Trump and his 
there are there are I guarantee you there are illegal business practices that he's had over the course of the years. Like Michael Cohen was his fixer. He mm-hmm. was the guy with the baseball bat who would go to people's homes and like be like, "Nice family got there." Yeah, would be a shame. Yeah, would be a shame if something happened to him. And the so enforcer. The, he's the enforcer, but he has all that. Like he and he kept tape recordings, like audio tape recordings of conversations he would have with his clients, including Donald Trump. Hey Donald, he I took care of that one. That so one, did he? Did he, that one porn star? Believe on name was Thomas Daniel. He had those in case if he went down, then everyone around him. Would no, he just what? made it a dumbass practice of a law. Like that's a lawyer who should not have a practice or a law degree. Yeah, somebody who records their clients' conversations. He just did it. Like that was just what he did. Like for his own reference. And I think they were saying his justification was that, like, then he could be like. When he recorded the conversations of, like, threatening calls to, like, clients, Donald Trump's, like, people mm-hmm. that he wanted eliminated, he wanted to be able to, like, play the tape to Donald Trump and say, look at how I dealt with them. Look at how, oh, I, look, okay. look at how I shut them up. Like, they're gone. Got it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Okay. I see. And so it was more of a braggadocious thing, which is why they did the no-knock warrant, because they said if they were to say, give us all your files, including your audio files of these phone conversations... You think Michael Cohen's going to give over these, hey, no. I, I took him out with the baseball no. bat. Like, of course not. So they burst in and they they took all the all, all the physical and audio evidence, which apparently includes some of those conversations. Wow. Yeah. Yes. And so right now, he's looking at minimum 10 to 15 years in jail, which means he's got to work out some fucking sweet-ass deal. He has got to give, he has got to give yeah. up the president himself if he wants to avoid excessive jail time because he's facing federal and state crimes bank fraud in new york and federally criminal criminal matters man intimidation etc man people old folks be acting naughty breaking the rules which is why we are we are where we're at right now it'll be very interesting to see what happens especially in the burbs right now which by the way has swung massively democratic our area where I think you're telling we're me at that. right now we have a uh, we have a environmental scientist who is the democratic nominee for the house to replace peter roskam mm-hmm. it's looking pretty good that peter roskam this is his last term it it looks like uh, Sean Caston is going to be the new, oh, yeah. new representative oh yeah i've seen signs for that yeah and it it really is looking like he's going to win a pretty solid margin right now according to those uh people. signs still torn up uh, on the parkway in front of your house i don't know they had they had the town recycling <laughs> so i'm sure they picked them up you know that was funny. Who are these people putting the signs in my yard i that was so funny you told me that to me or like right after i saw that and i i think i i was like oh i wonder how that how did that happen people did these days. maybe rip, rip them up i uh watched a video on Mark Zuckerberg being asked questions by Congress because it's the first time I actually spent time watching. What a bunch of idiots we have on Capitol Hill in was regards he, to their in regards to their knowledge on the internet. Like oh my, oh my like he they'd ask him a question, he would answer that question. No, but what I'm saying is this, and he and you'd look at Mark Zuckerberg and he'd be like, I just I just gave you the answer. Like what? How else should I frame this? Like. I just gave you the answer. I am a human. I will respond yeah. to command prompt. Yeah. Command prompt. So when you close command out Facebook, prompt. can Facebook still monitor what you do? Uh, it's, a yes, it's like, well, there's cookies, but that's not really the same thing as fate. It's like, it was funny because can like. Can the internet still monitor was you? Just, yes. Can Facebook still I wonder monitor? at what that's, point, at what point did Mark Zuckerberg realize I got this in the bag? Like 10 minutes into questioning? Five minutes into questioning, like... Dude, I think that he was, like, rage monster focused for, like, the entire time. It wasn't until he was done that he was like, I got this. Like, yeah. his worth rose by, what was it, two billion? Six percent Six percent, something like two billion dollars. Like, his net worth rose by less yeah. than, like, two billion dollars over the course of that time. Like, yeah. fuck it, eh? Uh, and so, yes. Did you like the one that said, uh, oh, what was it? Talking about face smash? Like so, I didn't see that one. Uh, is that website where you can uh, compare women to each other? Still, thing and face mash was like something that was mentioned. I think one in, time in the social network. In the social network, it yeah. was like in a movie, and yeah. he's bringing this stuff up. 
Uh, what's the other? Oh, the other one was. So, how does Facebook make money? Yeah. Are you fucking yeah. kidding me? How does a how does really? how does a business model sustain itself if you don't require your users to pay? It's like we run ads, and then he asked another question. We run ads. <laughs> like, <laughs> I heard that, and I'm like, "Are you kidding? Really? Like, how does YouTube work? How how is YouTube able to not force us to pay for them? Yeah, <sighs> doesn't make any sense. You know those fucking click ad, skip ad things. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, yeah, for sure. So yes, uh, to, to show. By the way, guess get guess the uh, median age for the sen- for an, for the U.S. senator. Median. All right, let's see here. What's that fancy word for average? There's median, mode, and then what was the other one? Remember in math class? Yes. Uh, median, mode, and something else. Uh, I'm going to say 67. Oh, you're a little high. It's 60, really? 63. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 63. Which is still pretty old. The median. Like, you got half of them that are older. 50 senators that are older than 63. Wow. Yeah. And it showed... I feel like the people that are 63 on Congress are mentally way older than 63, and I don't mean that as a compliment with wisdom. I mean that, like, you are so out of touch. Because I feel like people in our generation, when they become 63, would be would be rather spry and a, lit, a, spry and a, lit, a little more attuned to things. I don't know. I was know. mentioning this with my mom. Like, the, the age, the average age for the individual... Um, getting married in our parents' generation was men, I think it was 26 having their first kid, and women, it was 23 having their first kid. Nowadays, it's 28 for women having their first kid and, like, 30 for men having their first kid. The average age. Yeah. And so the fact that, yeah, like, older is younger nowadays in a way that, like, with technology, I feel well, like, it's like we, when, we necessarily... Like, my mom uses Facebook. My mom uses, like, social media. She understands how YouTube works. She understands, like, the basics of that. And I feel like the difference between that generation and, like, my grandmother, for example, like, there's a huge difference in how they understand the world to be. Because somebody like my mom knows that the world's interconnected. Access to all human knowledge is available if you log onto the web, you just mm-hmm. know where to look. Whereas our grandparents may be like, well, this is strange. Like, how is that possible? How is all human knowledge possible on this square device yeah. that hasn't been used in 10 years and is called the first generation of Microsoft computers yeah. that's in that weird box? Yeah. Form? Yeah. <laughs>